Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... The Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by Libro FM Audiobooks. Libro FM lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. You can pick from more than 125,000 audiobooks, including New York Times bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers around the country. You know I am a big fan of audiobooks, and now you know who I trust most with my audiobook purchases. With Libro.fm, you'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there, you know the name, but you'll be part of a much different story, one that supports community. Listeners of the Children's Book Podcast can get a three-month audiobook membership for the price of one month. Go to Libro.fm, that's L-I-B-R-O dot F-M, and enter WINNER. With each listen, Take pride in knowing that you're supporting local bookstores. In Lima, it was earthquakes, the big thing, you know. But um, yeah, I think tornadoes are worse. Are you from <laughs> yeah, Lima? I'm from Lima, yes. And there were earthquakes that you experienced? Yes, yes, yes. The earthquakes there are, you know, they are, they are scary because you're surrounded by, you know, these big mountains. Well, we're by yes. the ocean, but there are big mountains too. So, you know, they sound, you know, they, you know it's so like... Really? really? Yes, the sound, it's what scares you the most, I guess. So you Whoa. just kind of oh get out God. of your house. You know, when I moved to Oklahoma, I was glad I was finally, you know, no more um, earthquakes. No, no more earthquakes. I'm <laughs> um, fine, great. And then, of course, we started getting some earthquakes from fracking. No, from oh, fracking. Yes. Really? So we, yes, yes. And over the years, these um, earthquakes ha- have become increasingly stronger, you know. So they're not like big big earthquakes but there are you know the little earthquakes for four points or things like that and yeah. you know you can still feel them and they're still a little bit scary so the first you time stupid I had, humans you're I'm, causing exactly, all these earthquakes exactly yeah. so i was fine here and now i'm gonna have to move somewhere else where they don't do fracking <laughs> let's be honest let's be real this is the children's book podcast episode number 530. I'm your host, Matthew Winner. Today I'm speaking with author Mariana Llanos and illustrator Ana Lopez about Luca's Bridge, El Puente de Luca. Luca's Bridge is a border story. It is a family story. It is a story that centers on the universal language of emotion. Luca is an American citizen, but his parents are not. 
and when his parents are deported, the whole family must leave, which means Luca is forced to leave his own country in order to go to a country he has never known, where people speak a language he has never spoken. But there's hope. As Mariana reminds us, there's always hope. Please welcome my guests, Mariana Llanos and Ana Lopez Real, author and illustrator of Luca's Bridge, a Puente de Luca. I'm Mariana Llanos. I am a children's books writer. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and I live in Oklahoma. I am originally from Peru. I've written uh, so far 10 children's books, and um, I'm just excited to be here. Hi, I'm Ana Lopez. I am an illustrator. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Uh, I am the illustrator of Lucas Bridge, El Puente de Luca. I am Mexican. I live in Guadalajara. Uh, I work tra with traditional illustration techniques mostly. And uh, I love animals and nature and chocolate and Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> we clearly are in great company. And this is after talking to you both for 15 minutes and already getting to know you. I'm learning even more. This is wonderful. <laughs> well, I'm so, I'm so glad to be talking to you both about Luca's Bridge, to be talking to you about this wonderful book from Penny Candy. And just, it's just, it's just, this, it's a story that's going to be so deep that I don't think the time is going to treat us well. I think our time is going to slip through our fingers. So I'm going to jump right in and ask you, Mariana, could you please introduce Lucas Bridge to those individuals who have not yet read your book? Absolutely. Well, Lucas Bridge, El Puente de Luca, is a bilingual story about um, a boy, Luca, who is an American citizen, but, but his parents aren't, and they are deported to Mexico. So uh, he has to come to terms with this deportation. Uh, Luca's family decides to stay together. So um, the boys go to Mexico with the family, even though Mexico is not their country, uh, is the country of, their, of uh, his parents, but not his country. So um, this is what the story uh, is about, uh, how Luca is going to uh, come to terms with this new situation in his life. You've done such a beautiful job on this story, and I felt like you were showing us something different as well. Thank this you. This child that's a U.S. citizen, and and going to a place that's not his home and what that means to find home in your family, to find home in, in perhaps those individuals you haven't met yet. Um, but, but to, to, to struggle with what it means, what home means. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Well, this is a story that was very difficult to tackle uh, because of the premise of it, deportation, you know, it, it's strong. Um, it's not a term that, many kids are familiar with, you know, here in our society, right? So, um, but I thought it was very important because um, those stories are in the news, you know. Um, I wrote the story and a few months later when I was doing submissions, I actually found a story of a boy and it was almost the same story as Luca, you know, uh, and I thought, okay, this is a story that needs to be told. Um, it is there, it exists. Um, so, um I wanted to, um, I, I was a little bit um, hesitant of 
the way I should take the story, these characters, what should happen, what would happen. But um, I've, I did a lot of research on the internet and I decided that I needed to be honest and real. And not all the stories in life are happy ending stories. That's not how life is. So, you know, uh, and books reflect reality too, but but with hope, right? So I wanted to do it with hope, with uh, with love, and uh, with a love from for family. Uh, being an immigrant, it was very important to me to show this, to show this part, and to bring the worries that many immigrants have in their heads to people who might not hear these stories otherwise. I think you did such a beautiful job in this. It made me think as I'm reading it. You know, I read this book. Um, over the summer, I read it before having children in front of me uh, besides my own, but my own two offered up so many questions. I felt like there is such great strength in this picture book story of, of calling out questions from children and offering some answers, but offering space to see their friends, to see other people in our nation I really thought you did an exceptional job. And that is to also say, Anna, that you did such beautiful work. The imagery in here is so wonderful, so uh, lavish and goes in a way that allows our, our eyes to just read a story that runs alongside the words that we're reading. I just thought it was so wonderful. So oh, I wonder thank you. <laughs> if I could ask you how, what how did you come on to this story? Was this one that um I don't know that sometimes uh, the author and the illustrator know each other ahead of time, so I don't know if you and Mariana knew each other no. or if uh, oh, that's the best when people don't know each other and they make books like this. Come on. Yes, it was a good pairing. I think so. Also, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I think they had a good eye. Yes, <laughs> yes. No, um, I, I didn't know uh, Mariana. Uh, they um, uh, Penny Candy uh, chat sent me the script, and they told me that if I was, they asked me if I was interested in in, in illustrating something like that, and I thought, wow. Yes, of course. It's it's a wonderful book. It's bittersweet, um, it, it, and the, the story has so much relevance. What what Mariana wrote and and how she she how she made this uh, this story about this little boy who who is forced to leave his home and his friends and 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 to travel to to another country that. Well, he doesn't even speak the language and he has to come to terms with, with, with this situation. And I thought it was something that, that needed to be told. And given the times that, that we live in, it was a very important story. And I said that, yes, of course, I would <laughs> so very much gladly do it. So Well, I'm glad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, me as well. Let's put the two votes for gladness. <laughs> yes. Anna, when you were approaching how to illustrate this story, uh, what what informed your choice for, especially the color? I love that yellow is such a storyteller in in this book in your illustrations. But I wonder even about the materials you used, just how how you approached making. The actual art for the book. Well, um, I, I 
when I was working on the illustration, um, I was trying to highlight first uh, all the underlining themes of the story, like the nostalgia, the the longing, the the loss that that Luca is going through, the the, the fear of the unknown, but also the power of, of family and love and and that that the magic that that comes from doing things that that we love, like for instance him playing his trumpet, and. So um, I, the color progression in the book that goes from blues and grays and 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 to to those yellows that you're that you're talking about, it it, it was meant to to like to portray the the emotions of the of the character, the blues meaning the sadness and and that that longing that that he feels. And then when when the book starts to get with warmer tones with the yellows, uh, that that uh, sense of okay, um, we can do this. We can start over. Things can can get better because I have my family because um, we're still together and we love each other and. And that that was the the like um, what I tried to to do with with the color progression uh, uh, that goes along the book. Well, I think to to play with these three uh, images of of the bird and of the trumpet and of the bridge, and then to bring them together the way that you do. Um, the way that home will always be there in the music and it can take you back. Um, the, the feeling of, of traveling, of being, of you have that one gorgeous illustration uh, looking at the wall where the birds, we go from Luca being on, on the back of this beautiful bird to just approaching a wall and these birds uh, either like, against beams that are leaning against the wall or are, are, are flying over it. I feel, um, I, I feel like you, you give us, you're training the reader to watch, to look for these things, to look for these connections. Uh, <laughs> and in that way, I think that, that you really almost hold hands with Mariana's story and are able to, to connect us so deeply with, with what Luca is going through. Um, but also those themes that, that she writes about in the story as, as he's meeting his grandmother and as he's traveling to this country, as you said, where he doesn't speak the language um, you're, you're giving the readers those, those different ways back, those different ways of connecting. I just felt like it was really, it was really special to see the way the two of you told this story in tandem but obviously, as I'm <laughs> hearing, you. realizing that you didn't at all tell it in tandem, <laughs> you just <laughs> left space, Mariana. You just, it was just there. There was, there was room there. Yes, yes. I think it was just a connection, maybe with the theme, you know. And this oh, is, yeah. I think, it's the wonder of literature, right? So how it can connect people. Uh, yeah. Um, be, you know, it can be like a soulmate, you know, even from, uh, from the distance. I was very worried about. Um, you know about the illustrations because I, you know I, I what I didn't want and, and Penny Candy they, they're they're really great and they're really great people and they listen to you as an author and what I didn't want was a stereotype you know 
was what mm, I, yeah. that I wanted and that to... was exactly what I was trying to avoid. It, yes, yes. So the stereotype of the of a Mexican family, as we are, you know, um, just um, told, because you know, being Latino, being from you know Latin America, as we are always subject of stereotyping, you know. So there's a lot of that. Yeah. So and you know, we come from different backgrounds, from different colors, different shapes, different cultures. You know, uh, we're very diverse too. So. I wanted to just uh, someone, I was hoping for someone that would pull away from the stereotype. I, and that's what I asked from Penny Candy Books. And they were obviously in the same page with me. I said, absolutely, you know, we want the same. So I think yeah. they had a great eye when they when they picked Anna. They showed me her illustrations. And, oh, you know, I was like, oh, yes. And I was like, oh, yes, I love this style. So I said, hey, Ooh. we liked her too. So, you know, so they asked me which one I liked. They gave me a, a little choice, but they already had their favorite, which was Anna, I didn't know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, you know, I said, I, I really like her. And they say, hey, yeah, yeah, we do too. So, okay, good. We're on the same page. You know, so, I love that. Yes, 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 yes. They're, you know, really a really good um, publisher to work with. So, yes, well, they're wonderful people. Mm-hmm. You talk about things catching your eye. And, Mariana, I think you and I need a moment just to talk about Anna behind her back or in front of her back. <laughs> or creative potential with a team of story coaches and published professionals helping you achieve your creative goals. Sign up today at storytelleracademy.com. Mariana, I think you and I need a moment just to talk about Anna behind her back or in front of her back to say that those moments in this book, Mariana, Mm -hmm. where Luca and where Luca's mom are looking straight out at the readers, those mm-hmm. moments of looking in the person's eyes. You know, as we were approaching this interview, all I could think of is, you know, in the news today is our president once again telling people to go back where they came from, saying this to people that come from here. Exactly. Yes. And here's yes. Luca, whose parents are being sent, are being deported. But Luca is from here. This is his country. America is his country. And just that this is home. Absolutely. how complex all, all of this politics are. And to um to really humanize the experience by telling the story through a child's lens and by having Anna. Okay, Anna, we're gonna talk about it. Anna, th- those moments, I can't even t- I can't the book is closed on my desk right now, and I can still see Luca looking at me and how long it took to see a smile on his face and how I just watched and I felt along with him and, and, and that, that emotion, that change in emotion is earned so well by the end of your story. Um, It's just, yeah. I mean, do you mind, do you mind if I, do you mind if I read a little bit to you, Mariana? Is that okay? Oh, no, no, please Anna, do. can I read to you? Yeah, hmm. please do, yes. <laughs> I, um... Here, let me read from... You You do have a bilingual story. I do not mm-hmm. speak Spanish. I will not be reading the Spanish. Now, do you um, want me to read the Spanish? I was just going to ask, do you have it in front of you? Would you mind reading with me? Okay, Um. I will oh. have it in front of me, yes, as you... Take, take a second. Yes. Um, I think maybe the best way is to read right from the beginning. So I don't think I need to introduce this to people listening other than just to say that um, 
in the illustrations, we're going to meet Luca. We're going to see a car packed up with with lots of uh, luggage tied to the roof. Uh, And we're going to see um, Luca's parents holding one another. Um, And uh, the imagery of flowers wilting uh, along with them. I think really beautiful imagery here. Okay. So um, I'm, I'll start, and Mariana, you have the book in front of you, right? I do, yes. Okay, here we go then. Luca waved goodbye through the backseat window. The car moved slow and heavy. Everyone was quiet, even the radio, until Mommy broke the silence. We'll get used to it. We'll have a good life. But I'm going to miss my friends, cried Luca, holding his trumpet tight. Luca se despidió por la ventana trasera. El auto echó a andar, lento y pesado. Callaban todos, incluso la radio. Hasta que mami rompió el silencio. Nos acostumbraremos. Tendremos una buena vida. Pero voy a extrañar a mis amigos, lloró Luca abrazando su trompeta. Mami and I don't have the papers we need to stay here, papi said, his voice shaking. We have to go back to Mexico if we want to stay together. Ni mami ni yo tenemos los papeles para seguir trabajando aquí, hijo, dijo papi. La voz le temblaba. Tenemos que irnos a México si queremos estar juntos. Papi had said the same. Papi had said the same the day he received the letter that made him and mami cry. They don't want us here, yelled Luca's older brother Paco. You are both citizens. You can come back when you're older if you want, but not us. Mami could not hide the sadness in her voice. Papi había dicho exactamente lo mismo el día que recibió la carta. Esa carta que los hizo a él y a Mami llorar. Nos están botando de acá, gritó Paco, el hermano mayor. Ustedes son ciudadanos. Podrán regresar algún día cuando sean grandes, pero no nosotros. Mami no podía esconder la tristeza en su voz. Thank you for reading with me, Mariana. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> when you write, uh, I know from your other books, but I, I, I want to um, ask you this question for others to hear as well. But when you write, um, do you often approach writing um, with bilingual text? Is that a, a value that you hold as you as you write different books? Um, yes, yes, it is. I usually, strange enough, I usually write in English first. Oh, but that I'm, was my next question. I you do no it in English why. first. Yes, and I have no idea why. It's, <laughs> it's very weird and strange, and I don't know why. I don't know why. There are some things that come to me in Spanish, and I can't translate them in English. You know, it's just like too, you know, too hard. But um, but in the in with English, it's the other way around. I usually write them in English, and then. Um, I write in, in Spanish. I don't like translating too much, so I translate a little bit, but I try to rewrite it because uh, I don't want the translation to be literal. I want it to have the same feelings that I'm trying to transmit. For me, it's more important uh, that I'm transmitting the same feelings in English and in Spanish, not so much, you know, the literal uh, word by Words. word translation. Yes. Exactly. So, you know. That so, makes com- yeah, yeah. Yes. It, it makes to complete be sense. For- Yes, for the reason. Yeah. Yes, I, so that's how it I works. love that that your that your Spanish language readers will 
will experience the same feeling without the the jilted experience that can happen if you're doing a direct translation. Exactly. Many, uh, much of the language that I used with Luca was a little bit lyrical. You know, I wanted to have a lot of, you know, rhythm and, and be, you know, have this cadence, you know, and there's a little bit of sadness in it, you know, when you say it. So I wanted to feel the same in Spanish, you know, I wanted it to be, to be the same. So, um, so that's how I did it. And, and yeah, that's what I tried to do. I tried to, to do my work in, uh, bilingual. It, it's important for me because of the language It's also an asset, you know, so, um, uh, so yes. And I also want my kids to see how important it is to have the second language, you know, so, so yeah. that's why I try yes. to, to give it a, 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 you know, an important place in my, in my work. The, that is part of their identity. It is being, definitely yes. yes, yes. The parents' language. You know, my my yes. children speak obviously English. You know, it's their first language because they are from here. But um, but Spanish is present in their life. They understand it perfectly. Um, they speak some. They're not as fluent as I wish. You know, but uh, I know with time. You know, hopefully. So, but we need literature like this that is authentic. You know, also to ins- uh, to motivate them to. Um, to learn, learn Spanish, to have material that they can yeah. uh, 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 read in Spanish. And you that are doing wonderful. that. <laughs> you are seeing that need in doing that. I love, I love that you're being the change in that way. And yes. I have a question for you. As, oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I was finished. I cut you off. Okay. I, I apologize for stepping on your words, though. That was unkind of me. I'm getting too excited. I need to yes. calm down. Yes, Matthew. <laughs> I'm gonna get kicked off. This was the warning. I'm gonna get kicked off, and they're gonna continue without me. I know you didn't get any notifications while I've been talking, did you? Not to you, no, just to I Anna. Can't. Just to Anna. Yes, she knows. Oh, oh, I'm blushing so bad. It's funny, um, Anna. I have a question for you. Just that uh, has been on my mind, and I, I. I I apologize for not giving this question to you in advance because I don't know if it's fair to put you on the spot about it. But with this book having such heavy and serious and somber content, how did you approach the illustrations knowing that, you know, it would be in the hands of of many young children, maybe as young as five or six, that perhaps have no experience whatsoever with the topic of deportation. How did you approach that when telling the story through your illustrations? Well, um, it was a bit, it was a bit difficult. Um, but I thought that, um, there's this, uh, universal, uh, language of, of emotion and that everyone understands no matter what language you speak. So I tried to, to make an emphasis on that, on emotion and on Lucas' imagination, like when he's up on the bird and, and that empathy to, 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 to evoke that, that empathy in, in small readers when, when you see him, that he's sad, that he's struggling, that, that I mean, I, I think all of the things that happen to him can, can, can be understood understood i mean uh, the fact that he feels alone that he feels he feels like he's losing something and 
I tried to to make it uh, blunt uh, and uh, in the illustrations, and I also tried to to hide like that. Um, well, not hide, but like have present that um, like the birds that 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 are on all the pages. Uh, how 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 it is um, how that bird is is so free to come and to go and and to travel uh, go from country to country and and yet this this little boy can can come back to what he knew as 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 home and that yellow in the bird is also like a, 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 a like a, a, a it has that meaning of that there's always hope that there's always a, a a, a tomorrow, uh, 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 something to to look forward to, and that's that's how I try to to to. Get, I don't know if it was uh, um, the 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 best way to do it, but uh, I think that it tells a story. The the, the illustrations on yeah. its own, when when you watch, like like you were mentioning, mommy crying, and and you can see the sadness in in everybody, and then. Uh, also experience their joy when when they're together and and they know that they can they, they still have each other and they still have that love and and they can go on yeah happy laughter is contagious right yes <laughs> and what is the other line mariana that you give us something like i don't want to spoil the ending but this is just from memory that you say something like uh the the sadness left them for a moment even if it was for a moment you say something like that yes 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 so poetic yes because you know sadness doesn't really stay forever you know um there's always there are always glimpses of hope yeah. whatever we are inside ourselves um you know it's not always outside but most of the time it's inside things that we look forward to or um a way to like Anna said, you know, to go on. So I wanted to leave the reader with that. I didn't want to make light of an issue that is so important and so devastating really for families. You know, there are several yes. articles online and news about what happens, you know, to um, to children when they are, you know, American citizens that are deported, you know. So even though they are not deported, they are deported. You know, their parents are. So, um, so you know, I didn't want to make light of the issue but also I wanted to show that there's always, you know, um, something um, uh, hopeful in every situation, you know, something we can look forward to. I feel like there's so much more I could talk to you about with this book, but that is such a beautiful sentiment to end on, that there's always something to look forward to with hope. Thank you both so much for truly the beautiful work that you both committed to making Luca's Bridge a Puente de Luca. I'm so impressed with this book and I really cannot wait to get in front of children and to talk about it with them uh, because I, I think there's so much strength and power in Luca's story and the way that, that you've shared it. So thank you both one more time for coming on tonight. Oh, thank you. Thank you, oh, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes. Before we go, I do want to make sure we, we end centered on those children, those readers um, that will get to meet Luca. Uh, and Mariana, I'm going to start with you by asking this question that I do. That is that I'll see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Yes. First, I want to tell them to make sure to read the author's note, the back of the book. 
it ends with a question. And, and I want them to, to ask that question to themselves and answer it. And um, so I think that's important. And, and the other thing I want to, uh, to tell them is that there's always hope and there's always a new beginning and there's, there's always uh, something we can cling to. There's so many stories in this world that are worth listening to. And hopefully Lucas, Lucas' story is one of them. Thank you for that. And thank you for that author's note. I'm glad that you reminded us to look there. That's such a beautiful message. Ooh, and that question. Mm. Okay, Anna. <laughs> I'm saying goodbye is so hard. Anna, I will see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Yes, I I would like for for children to remember to be kind to each other. Because I think in this world, we, we need a greater, greater degree of compassion and empathy for each other and, and for others. So just to be kind to each other. This is Darshna Kiani, author of How to Wear a Sari, coming in fall 2020. Want to find out the latest South Asian books and children's literature? Check out www.darshanakhiani.com forward slash South Asian Kid Lit. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by Matthew Winner in his library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 400 episodes at matthewcwinner.com forward slash podcast. Our theme music is by Pottington Bear, care of the free music archive. All views and opinions expressed on the show are those of the individuals and do not reflect ideas or viewpoints of the publishers of the books referenced. Want to help out the show? Writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that's a very good thing indeed. Before we leave, I want to give a shout out to all of my patrons, those folks who are supporting the podcast and keeping the lights on care of our Patreon page. Thank you, Jenny, Sue, Amy, Sarah, Kate, Lisa, Darshna, Marianne, Jarrett, Anitra, Mike, Lynn, Link, Karina, Cynthia, Elaine, Doug, Judy, Amanda, Ruth, Laura, Teresa, and others who are coming with me on this journey. You're welcome to come with us, too. Just visit patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner and pick the support tier that's right for you. Teamwork makes the dream work, and each of you are helping to provide the tools necessary to make this podcast even greater. Thank you. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. 
The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.